Hello, beautiful. You are listening to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host from juliatreat.com. Ah, I want to welcome you to this podcast, to this episode, because we are going to talk about something that is kind of sensitive to lots of us. So I want to talk about those of us that have been sexually wounded. Now, when I talk about being sexually wounded, that could mean many different things. But it really just means whatever has happened to you that has changed your view of sex, of being sexually I don't even know. I'm just going to say sexually active. So I'll start with myself, some things that I have been through in my past. So I was molested when I was young, very young, by um, a group of children that belonged to a family across the street from me. I honestly think now they, they must have been introduced to this stuff by someone because... Why else would a family of children reach out and begin molesting others? So I started out being molested at age, I honestly believe it was four or five, something like that. I moved to the area when I was four, the area that it happened in, happened at, and um, I remember it's like six years old, other children being involved and me taking on the, the feeling of, I didn't stop this, I didn't tell anyone, and I was part of this as a six-year-old. Like, a six-year-old does not have those reasoning skills of um, that this is bad. Like, anyway, so that's where it started. And I'm not, I mean, okay, I'm not sure that that started the sexual wound for me. Because I think it was more, for me at that time, was more of a, The guilt, the guilt thing started at at that age. But for me, the sexual wounding began when I was 14. So I was 14 and my mom was always, believe me, always freaking out because at like 12 years old, I had boobs, I had um, started my period. I was very early on for everything and she being the preacher's wife, not not to say it's a preacher's wife thing, but very worried and concerned that I was developing rapidly at a very young age. My mom had her own wounds, and I won't go into that today, but she had her own wounds, so I have no doubt that, as I have told you many times, if we don't heal our shit, we project that onto those around us, our children, the people we love, that we just do. Because it's the programs and beliefs that we have within us that we have not brought to surface and healed. And so my mom had her own sexual wounds that I found out about much later in life. And realized later on in life that that is what she had projected on me. Um, I'm sure if she could have, if I would have gone for it, she would have been taping my boobs down. (laughs) Um, Never came up in conversation, but... I know it really, really was um, an issue for her. 
I remember we would go to the stores and buy things to like hold me down, like not just training bras, but literally too small so that they would make me look smaller. Um, yeah, kind of crazy. So at 14, I, you know, was at that time, you know, everyone's experimenting things here and there, kissing and whatnot. You know, you talk about first base, second base, all those kind of bases. Um, and I met someone, a, a young man, a young man, he was 19 and he ended up being my boyfriend. Um, I'm trying to think of you as my first boyfriend. I don't know. I don't remember. I have kind of sketchy memories and I'm sure probably a lot of you do too. It's like we kind of remember things and, and other things we don't because maybe we just don't want to. Or if you're like me for many years, I remembered all of the bad things and I had like erased all the good things. I had so many amazing memories from childhood that I had pushed to the side because the bad shit had reared its ugly head and kind of taken the lead. So at 14, I started dating this 19 year old and I didn't understand at that time what it meant to date a 19 year old. And, um, by the way, after the fact, I found out he was like this predator that dated other girls, my age, girls that I knew. But at the time, I was the one and only, or so I thought. So we were dating, we kiss, we touch and stuff, and, and that's as far as it got. And one day, I decided to skip school and hang out with him and his buddy. And so um, they picked me up at school, and we went off, and we were drinking, and we were smoking some pot, and ended up back at... What I remember now, I think, was his friend's house. Now, again, this is so long ago, but it was his friend's house. And um, so it ended up one thing leading to another, and I realized that he wanted a whole lot more than I was willing to do at that moment. So I said no. I said no, you know, that's I don't want to do that today. That's And it really started, like, bringing this fear in me. And I'm not going to go into details because although I have healed from it, and I'm going to get into that in a minute. Some of you may have not healed from other things you've gone through. And so I don't want to bring up. In fact, if you have ever done tapping, I talk about tapping and EFT. You might want to just pause this right now. If you don't know what that is, then I would get on YouTube and I would find a video um, tapping for trauma. Trauma or something like that. And I would start... I would learn the tapping points before you listen to the rest of this. Because if you have your own story that you have not healed yet, the, your stuff that you've gone through, then I don't want this to fuel that. And it will, if it, it, it has a potential to, if you've not healed it. So if you're familiar with tapping and you're still healing from wounds that I'm about to talk about, these sexual wounds, if you have not healed all your stuff, then I would suggest you start tapping at the points that you know. And just, you don't have to say anything. You're just tapping as you're listening to my story. Because it's not tapping in my story. It's actually tapping the stress away that's starting to come up as you remember stuff you've been through yourself. So, yes, so I am, so start tapping if you need to. I fortunately do not need to anymore. But I um, told this, this guy no, and um, that was not good enough for him. So what ended up happening was, and I'm going to cut to the chase, was I was bound to a bed and he did whatever he wanted to as his friend was in the other room and I was calling for help and he did nothing. So um, they ended up, you know, it was whenever the act was finished, they drove me to 
a spot probably a mile from my home, dropped me off, and I walked home. So I went home, told my parents what happened, and my mom made an appointment with the doctor immediately the next day. And I was checked, you know, the whole physical to see what had happened, and the doctor confirmed that, yes, this had happened. And so uh, my mother told them to give me that uh, morning-after pill. Now, this was very conflicting for me because I had been taught that even the morning after, number one, that abortion was a sin, but even the morning after pill was a sin. <laughs> and yet I'm getting it as my mother says, give her that pill. So, I mean, I had already kind of made my own way as far as things I believed in and didn't, but still as, you know, growing up as a child and learning one way and then be given that, like, still it was really fucking me up in the head. <laughs> So, they wanted me to press charges. I would not. I was terrified, as I'm sure some of you listening um, understand that. So, I did not press charges and moved on. Now, I didn't know at the time that I had repressed feelings um, in there from that trauma, from that event happening, from being violated. And I honestly... I can't tell you a lot about that next year. I don't remember details, but I remember running into that same guy a year later in a McDonald's. You know, I'm a teenager. I'm 15 at that time, living life, having fun. And I was in a McDonald's and he walked in and I froze and I couldn't even, I was terrified. I couldn't even move. Like I froze. I couldn't look at him. I was like paralyzed. It was, it was crazy. So... Tap, tap, tap. Anyone that needs to be tapping, be sure you're tapping. Um, so uh, that got whatever, pushed under, shoved down, whatever happened. So that's when I'm 15. So that, along with being, I think, molested as a child, and not molested, I'll be honest, I don't think it was the molestation that happened that was the issue. It was me taking on the guilt that I didn't, I don't know. I think it was me taking on the guilt that I didn't do anything for other kids that were being pulled into it. So many years later, I'm in therapy at hmm, maybe 30. I'm trying to think how old I was. 30 years old about, I'm guessing. I'm almost 50 now. And I'm in therapy trying to get rid of all this bullshit of my life. All the bullshit. Not just that. I didn't even know. I was just all fucked up. I was just depressed. I was um, had anxiety. Now, no, I wasn't 30. Let me backtrack. <laughs> it was a little bit later because it's when my ex-husband went to Afghanistan. It just like everything got triggered in my entire life. I was a mess. And I was in school in a master's program for speech language pathology, one of the top 10 schools in the nation at the time. Right, you know, right when I was graduating, he was getting ready to leave and go to Afghanistan. So I was a mess and I had to go to therapy and I'm talking to the therapist and we did all kinds of, um, we did something called EMDR. I don't know what that stands for, but it's, it's, there's a couple ways to do it, but it's supposed to help you retrain or reprogram your brain to remember an incident differently. I, I mean, not that it's not how it happened but it's supposed to help you let go of the trauma part of it. And I'm not wording this correct, I'm sure. So we did that, and it did seem to help a little. Um, but I still, there just there, there was just all this stuff. 
So I had all this stuff. Like after that happened with, with me being raped when I was 14, then I just kept picking people who couldn't love me. Like my soul knew they couldn't love me. My heart, my, my head said, oh, he's going to love me. I'm going to go after this one. And then I get my heart broken. But my soul knew I'm going to pick all these people because it won't happen. I won't be loved because I do not love myself or else I won't love them. So I just relationship after relationship, I became a um, binge drinker as a teen, big time. Oh my God, bad. I mean, I would, I would drink like a fifth of Jack Daniels. I would skip school at 16. I would run away for days on end. And so at this time, I know I'm, I'm all over the place here, but I'm getting to the main message of this, of this podcast because we can't heal from this. I was listening to something. It was after I went to that therapist and I realized that, you know, I'm better, but I'm still just, ah, like there's still this thing in there. And I was listening to someone talk and I honestly think it was Doreen Virtue, if I think back. She helped me through so many things in my life. And she was talking on Hay House Radio. Now, I'm trying to think, um... It was probably about 12, 13 years ago. And she was talking, and she was talking about how people who have hurt us, that if we hold that vibration inside of the pain, of the victimhood, of the trauma, that it is only affecting us, and it's never, it's not at all affecting the person that did it to us. Because a lot of times, right, sometimes we want to hold on to it because we're like, yeah, yeah, fuck you. We got this. Yeah, you're not going to get it very far because I got this energy in me. And I'm holding on to this, and so fuck you for doing that to me when it's not doing a damn thing to them. Now, a lot of them are living with their own hell, believe me. So it's not like we have to send more bad juju their way because they're already, if for someone to do what, what that guy did to me, he's got to be pretty fucked up inside, right? Let's just be honest. So I was listening to Doreen Virtue, and she's saying, you know, when you hold on to that and you, and she said, if you can ask the angels to help you learn to forgive, if you can ask angels to help you forgive this person, which does not in any way mean what you did to me was okay. It means I am not going to give you my power anymore because I, I, it's like I had this light bulb moment when I was listening to her. I said to myself, because she said, if you have that vibration, that victimhood, that person is continually violating you and they're not even lifting a finger. And I just, that wasn't her exact words, but that's what it meant to me. I just had this aha moment like never before. And I said, holy shit, I have been giving that fucker, <laughs> that motherfucker, I've been giving him my energy all this time. And I didn't even realize that's what I've been doing. And hell no. Never again from this moment on, it stops today. And so I started asking the angels, I said, please help me forgive him. Help me forgive him, forgive him, forgive him. Now, and let me point out something too. This is a guy who not only raped me, but he, then he put his initial tattooed on my boob. <laughs> he, tit, he tattooed his initial on my breast, which I have had, let's see, one tattoo and now I have a third, which it's beautiful now. My tattoo now where his initial was is a butterfly the symbol of transformation. He did not. He did not beat me. 
I rose above. So I started asking the angels to please help me forgive, forgive, forgive. And this is a time when I was so broken at the time. But I'd ask every day, please, angels, help me learn to forgive. Help me forgive. Help me let go. Help me forgive. Help me let go. I would just say it all the time. And I'd take walks out in the woods. Help me forgive. Help me let go. And I would even envision seeing him again, like whether it was in that McDonald's or wherever it would be. And I would picture me smiling at him and smiling at him from like, from God's love, from this love, from the divine love, just sending love to someone who had hurt me. And it wasn't like, I'm, I'm going to send it to him. I'm going to envision this so that he's really screwed up then. No, my goal was I am shining with so much love that I'm going to help the person heal that hurt me. It's powerful. I mean, it was so powerful, that whole thing that moved through me. And it only took, honestly, a couple of weeks. I would constantly ask for forgiveness. And until I could picture him, his name was Henry, I, until I could picture him standing in front of me and me giving him love and even imagine me hugging him and saying, I forgive you, that was the moment. I mean, if I saw him now, I would walk up and give him the biggest hug ever. I truly would. I would just tell him that I forgive you and you are so loved. And I hope that you know that now. And if not, I'm going to show you the way. That is powerful. I posted something in Facebook not too long ago. It was, um, I said, forgiveness is your superpower. As long as you're holding on to anger, resentment, pain, victimhood, anything, sadness from something other someone else did or isn't doing for you, it is keeping you at a lower vibration, my friend. It's time to cut the cords to that. Stop it. Knock it off. Some some people I've met and I've mentored are so addicted to victimhood that they don't want to get out of it. Like I've coached people and I'm like, I can't coach you anymore because you don't want to get out of it. Like I'm not going to keep taking your money because I know that you don't want to change. It's not even the right thing to do. I wouldn't do that. So there are people that aren't ready to get out of that victimhood because that's what has been driving them for so long. That's what they identify with. That's their life. They don't know how to be any other way. So how about today? If you've been sexually wounded, whether you're a man or a woman, whatever it means, there's not one that is, uh, you know, let's just say it's all the same. There's not one that's more severe than another. It all sucks. Why don't we start today and ask the angels to help us heal? Help us heal from that. Help us let go. Help us forgive. And forgiveness, again, remember, does not mean what they did was all right. It doesn't mean we have to make a phone call and say you're forgiven. Fuck no. We don't have to do that. It's an energetic thing. We have to forgive so that we can move forward and we can live in abundance and prosperity. So that we can begin to let people in to love us and that we can love others. Because when you have that other bullshit inside of you that is not healed, it's going to be this constant, constant 
butting of heads or that's not even the word I'm looking for. It's going to be that constant, like, oh, it's like the two magnets that if you turn them on the, on one side, they, they click together perfectly. And if you turn them around, it's like they almost meet, but yet they don't. That's what you're going to be doing. It's just time to stop the madness. When I decided that day, when I heard that from Dorian Virtue, and I hope you hear me now, stop giving your power away, especially to those who have hurt you. Just, it's enough is enough. Just decide today that, damn it, I didn't realize it's what I was doing. That's what I said at the time. I was like, never, ever again. And so anytime now someone hurts me, whether they stab me in the back, like I've, I've mentored several people that have, I mean, just gone beyond, like they're just shining. They're amazing mediums and intuitives and they get out there in the public and I don't know what happens. I don't know if it's past life stuff. Well, some I do know that's what it is. Or if it's a competition thing, because I'm going to tell you, if you're in the flow, there is no competition. But I've had several get out there and spread lies about me. And instead of me getting onto any kind of social media and defending myself, I will never do that. I don't have to do that. The people that follow me or know me or my friends, they know who I am. I show up real. I don't hide anything. I'll tell you every fucking thing about my life every single day. <laughs> but those who have done that to me, I immediately, as soon as I hear about it, I ask the angels, please, please help me forgive. Help me forgive them. And I, I can't even tell you how many times Jesus has come through and I will hear him t you know, speaking in my ear, forgive them for they know not what they do. I get that. I understand that. I believe that. There are wounded souls. And if they are not, if they're not healing their own shit, all of you listening, if you're not healing your own stuff, you have the potential of projecting those wounds on others. Just as my mother, who I love dearly, was projecting those, those, those wounds to me and making me feel ashamed of my body without realizing that's what she was doing. Making me feel like I needed to hide, that I was dirty somehow or different or, yeah, it's okay. She just didn't heal her stuff and that's all right. But I have a choice now whether I continue and I project stuff onto others or I heal my shit and it stops with me. And that's what I decided to do. Ooh, let's take a deep breath. Okay, I hope, I hope and pray that was not too deep for you. I really, you know, I get on these, I kid you not, I get on these podcasts and I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about. And then I start talking and it just rolls out of my mouth. I always start out with God, show me the way. What are we talking about today? Who needs to hear what? Let's do this. And today, I hope this helps some of you. And if you know others who are dealing with similar circumstances, I would encourage you to share this podcast with them. Um, some people have said, gosh, you know, I thought, I thought you were a little like, two in your face for my sister, but I shared it with her and she said it was the, the, like the best thing she ever heard, like the best message. We can't ever assume what someone else needs. We can just share what we have, our arsenal, whatever we thought and think might help them and let them determine whether it helps them or not. So let's go into this week with a message. And I have my Sacred Rebel Souls deck because you know what? After that message and that 
topic, then we need to really, we need to tap into our badass selves. And so our sacred rebel soul cards, here is our message for this week. <laughs> I get this card a lot. I'm just giggling. Oh, I have chills actually. It is what you want wants you. Okay, so this is my Sacred Rebels um, Oracle Cards by Alana Fairchild, one of my favorite decks. Oh, yes, it is. And I'm going to read the message for today, for this week. However this message resonates with you, it is for you. Whenever you hear this broadcast, it is for you. Do you dare to believe that what you want is also wanting you? The genuine desires of your heart are the sacred purpose of the soul swathed in pleasure. Yet if you have been shamed, judged, made to feel guilty, or denied your natural desires or pleasures in any way, you may have developed a very tricky and complicated relationship with the yearnings of your heart. Seriously, I just started smiling because I'm like, you can't make this shit up. I can't believe that that was the next line. Okay, here we go. We often learn to distrust, dist, distrust our own desires and come to believe that they are something to be overcome or avoided. We may even try to want second best, disbelieving that we are worthy of our first choice, of what we really genuinely want and will fulfill us deeply. Perhaps we have conditioned ourselves to believe that getting what we want is for others, not us. This oracle comes with a healing message for you. First, trust in what you truly want, not the substitutions and make-dos, but what would truly bring you a sense of passionate, playful purpose and fulfillment to your life. You might not know anything more than, I want to sing, or I want to write, or I want to help animals or even I want to paint. Start with what you know and hold it in your heart as you do the healing process below. If you generally do not know what your heart wants, you will very much enjoy the process of exploring your desires by making gentle and persistent inquiries of yourself. Ask yourself, what is it that truly moves you? Give this matter consistent attention without forcing a response. Your answers may come in a sudden flood or slowly over time. As you get to know your genuine desires and give yourself permission to feel and receive them, a powerful sequence is set in motion. From the depths of the universe, your desire hurdles its way towards you as the perfect manifestation. It is coming to you even now, manifesting itself as the best situational relationship or circumstances to bring fulfillment to your heart and radiance to your life path and creative awakening. So don't give up. Keep dreaming of your fulfillment but don't imagine it as always awaiting you in some distant future. Instead, play with what it will feel like to be so fulfilled right now. How will you feel different? Will you be more grateful? 
more peaceful and content? Will you be more confident? More trusting of your ability to create and in the loving responsiveness of this wild universe? Cultivate those feelings. Get to feel what genuine desire and the meeting of your desire that can then generate yet new desire is like for you. Give yourself permission to go there now. Remember that if you have people in your life who are shutting you down, suggesting that what you want is not possible or that you are aiming too high, then they need this healing too. Perhaps you can inspire them by giving yourself permission to heal. This will naturally open them to the idea that they could give themselves permission to know and fulfill their unique desires too. Whether someone chooses to be inspired by you or to be fearful of your innate creative power, it is completely up to them. This oracle brings you the message that whether you see it coming or not, your desire is already on its way to you. It is closer than you think, and soon you will be able to see it, touch it, feel it, and enjoy it. You will then become inspired for your next manifestation based on the true desires of your heart. So here is the healing process that Elena Fairchild has added to this oracle card. So repeat this statement three times with feeling. So I'm going to say it, and you can repeat it after me. What I want wants me, and I am open willing and capable to receive it through unconditional love now. What I want wants me, and I am open, willing and capable to receive it through unconditional love now. And I would suggest if you know the tapping points, you can tap and be saying this, this um, phrase, tap while you say it, what I want wants me. And I am open, willing and capable to receive it through unconditional love now. Take a deep breath, my love. It's been such a pleasure spending this time with you. Once again, I hope that my story and how I, how I worked through it and overcame things, I hope it helps you on your journey. It's time to stop giving your power away, especially to those who have hurt you. Enough is enough. It's time to write a new story. I love you so much. God bless. <laughs>